Good morning. Welcome to Leather and Limits, episode 15. Dear Christ, we're at 15. God help us all. Aww. Eight. So cute. It's pretty awesome. Good. Ironically enough, on January 15th, 2023, and we are wrapping up our live etiquette session. Because, you know, right. people do dumb shit in live events, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, That's the I polite wanted method, to anyway. go over... I wanted to go back, circle back on some of the stuff that we touched on in the last episode. Oh, absolutely. Specifically, specifically for those that are terrified or have so much social anxiety that even getting to a physical space or going to a physical meetup, it's terrifying. Oh, no, absolutely. So you always hear, especially if, if you're on the FETs, you always hear <laughs> people talk Facebook. about dark Facebook. <laughs> um, you always hear people talk about well, reach out to community organizers. They'll make you feel welcome. And, you know, all these, like, oh, if you're new, let me know and I'll come with you. They, they're not the addressing the words. fact that they are friendly words. And I do feel that those people mean it by any means. Oh, you no, absolutely. That throw that out there are legit. For the sure. problem is, the problem is, if you truly have social anxiety, even that is anxiety provoking. Truth. You know? And so, like, Truth. you know, you got to be honest about it, right? Like, most people, when they first the courage to go to a physical play space half the time they've never heard of a munch they don't know what fat life is like yeah they have no idea i know that yeah that stuff's not on their radar right so they just they they park in the parking lot and probably sit there like a creeper for two and a half hours before they they either drive away or they come up to the front the door if they get the courage to come into the door i would say probably 85 percent of them will actually come through and check it out um, a lot of people get spooked when they get to the door and they get asked for ID because then they're like, oh, my God, they know who I am. Nobody gives a fuck, John. It's okay. Yep, it's true, though. But, yeah, like the door people aren't going to remember your name. Trust me. They're just looking to make sure that you're not 18 or a cop. Well, so, especially if it's at a munch where, you know, it's literally well, see, just a waiter. <laughs> well, yeah, because at a munch. But see, yeah, so like people that find play spaces first and then start going to munches – yeah, like that's a little the different. End of the deal. They do. You're absolutely they right. Because they, I mean, if they go to a munch first, then you get that camaraderie, you get a sense of community, and then you get to go with a group of people, and it doesn't feel as sketch. You don't, you know, because a lot of, I'll be honest, a lot of clubs, not typically in great parts of the city. Like most clubs are in warehouse districts or right. areas that are a little sketchy because people don't ask questions when they hear women screaming. And no, like, that's valid though. It really is. No, but it is, right? And so, like, you're driving to, up to this place, and you already feel like you're going to lose a kidney walking through the front doors because you don't know where the fuck you're at. Oh, my God. And it's like, true. Oh, it, no, but it is. And then you got somebody, you know, like, password, you know. And so it's it can be very, very off-putting to a lot of people that are brand new to those physical interactions. So I always maintain go to a munch first, get to know your community, and find out, are these even people I care about? Or people that I want to interact with? Because you'll see right. how they interact with each other. Um, oh, absolutely. What I, like the, the thing that I wanted to harp on mm -hmm. is absolutely reach out to organizers. I'll use myself as an example. I get a lot of messages on FetLife and um, here on Discord. Hey, I've never been to the play space where I'm really, really nervous. What can I expect? Or, hey, I'm really, really nervous. Um, like I'm really worried that when I walk in, everybody's going to go, oh, you're with the group of freaks. They're over there in the back corner. Yeah, but um, I have always told these people because I, I have an, a weird form of so social anxiety. I hate walking into places myself. No, I can respect that though. Unless I get it's that. That's a place one. I'm super comfy, especially when it's a new group. Like you walk in and everybody turns and stares at you, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm the fucking late kid for class." <laughs> no, <laughs> I I identify with this problem actually. Yeah, I do. It's it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and so. For, I'm addressing that group of people. If you are one of those people that get stage fright because people are going to turn around and stare at you and be like, hey, weird kid. Even though they're all weird we kids, yeah. But that is why we tell you to reach out to organizers because I am one of those people that I will meet you in the parking lot so that you're not walking in solo. So that when by the time we walk in, I know your name, know what you're about, and we walk in looking like we're old chums. And I do cool. that on purpose. Because that way it sets, the, I, I'll honestly say, it sets the tone for the rest of the group and how they interact with you. Now, if you're big McDonley Dom Domley pants and you don't have that <laughs> problem, kudos to you. 
Jesus you can Christ. just walk in and be like, hey, fuckers, I'm here. Awesome. Not everybody's wired that way. Right. And that's why organizers will always tell you, reach out in advance. I can tell you what part of the restaurant we're sitting in. I can tell you the dress code. I can tell you the topics that you're going to hear people talking about. Um, I, <laughs> I was a part of one group that they were so socially conscious, we'll put it that way, about people overhearing their conversations that when wait staff would come in, like refill drinks or whatever, they would switch and all of a sudden, oh, we're a gaming committee or a gaming group and we play Dungeons and Dragons. And so I've done that kind of thing. Play. Yep. Well, so here's two problems with that. It's hokey as shit. But it is. appreciate that they're not trying to terrorize the wait staff because that's a pet peeve of mine. If the wait staff are already kinky, cool. If they figure it out, ask questions, and they give you a smile, cool. It, trying to terrify the vanillas just pisses me off. And so for a new person to walk in and to sit down with a group, you know, it's, it's hard because they're learning a new language. They're learning new social cues. Right. They can read them. They're learning complexity of relationships because when you're sitting at a huge table with 20 kinksters, not going to know who's fucking who. You're not going to know who's play partners. You're not going to know who's in dynamics because it's not always obvious because sometimes yeah. the most like out loud people and the people jumping up to greet people, whatever, are the submissives. It's not the dominance. That's absolutely true. It's, it's always your subs that are jumping up. Hi, welcome. Well, you must be new. Come over here. And you're and like, holy shit. Oh, you must be a dominant. And they're like, no, my master's over there. Well, now, especially if it's a munch it's where... Navigate. Yeah, well, especially at a munch where, you know, we're we've we've used the example before about you have to all but coach someone out of their car in some cases to get them to even show up. But the last thing you want to do is train them that you know you're sitting here having a munch, a gathering, a get together of new people for the express purpose of getting to know them for kink, and you're immediately switching language whenever someone else walks in the room. It immediately teaches a certain level of I. I hate to use the word shame, but it's the best example I got that works for this purpose. And you don't want them to learn that behavior from you. That it's uncomfortable or not okay to speak about it because then they're just getting started. They're already anxious. They're already concerned. They're already not sure who's going to catch them, know them, whatever. And now you're making it sound like they're going to get caught doing something dirty. And that's the last impression you want them to have right out of the gate. They already have enough of that. You don't need to add to it, even well-meaning. Yeah, and and I agree. And I agree with that because that's to me, that's the kind of. Let's say that's like the bigger problem. It is no, but it, but it is like, I mean, there's always going to be people behaving badly. Well, yeah, you, you can't you can't stop that. But I, I truly believe that. Most, especially when people try to embrace community, most of those people are very altruistic. Most of those people mean well. Most of those people mean well for others. They're they're in it for the right reasons. And I will say most of the organizers that I've met are in it for all the right reasons. Their methods may suck, but the (laughs) people themselves are are honestly, they're not in it just for ego stroking. No, they're in it no. to help other people because most of the time Absolutely. there's no reward in that particular end of things that way. Mm-hmm. It's not rewarding yeah, but... in the sense of you're going to get top honors or, you know, you know, using the example of leather, you're not going to get extra patches because you're working munches. And if you do, exactly. no one's going to take them that seriously because the point isn't that you're going to become a covered master that way. Mm-hmm. It's community service. And that's exactly. the trick. And it's exactly. an important one exactly. because serving the community is the most important part about being in the community hmm? because it has to keep going and it only keeps going if people do the work. Well, and that's saying to me, that's, that's kind of the kicker, right? So it's like, um, I personally, for me, that's why getting to showing up to an event and just watching is what helps you start weeding through some of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Cause there's a lot of people that show up and they just dive right into the conversation and they're not realizing that crappy as it feels, a lot of these conversations are very layered. There's a lot of nuance that happens. And if you don't know who you're talking to, you're going to trip on yourself. And right. That's why I always tell people, ease in, sit back, 
order something to drink. No. Obviously, funds being what they are for most people nowadays, you may not be able to order a meal or something like that. Some places have that expectation. But, you know, sit back, order, and then just watch. And eventually, somebody will lean over and be like, hey, so you must be new. I'm so-and-so. Who are you? And that's how you ease into it. Before that happens, just observe. Well, that's you usually know, my first you're piece of the advice layout. to new people these days. <laughs> Has been for a long time, actually, is... Go to your first munch or your first play event or whatever it happens to be. One of each, really. And every time you attend a new event for you of a different type, just go and watch. Whether it's with friends and people you know or not. I don't care if one of the people you go with has been there 30 years. Watch more than do anything else. Pay attention to the way people interact. Pay attention to the way people use language. More specifically, learn to adopt those that you find appreciative in that capacity. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to see the people in the community that are actually trying to be a community, instead of just people going to a play space to be in a play space, will act a certain way. And they'll act a certain way because they want the community to thrive. And those are the people you want them to take tools from. Because even if they choose not to be an active part of the community 24-7, which, you know... Not everybody is cut out for that particular cloth. It's still a good yardstick for interacting with others in a way that won't shoot themselves in the foot. Especially, you know, that mm-hmm. that first 15 people all talking amongst themselves. If you just join in the conversation, there's a million things you can step on yourself over without meaning to or knowing any better. In mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Because how the hell would you know yet? And it could be as simple... The simple ones matter the most. The ones like approaching somebody submissive without knowing any better. I agree. Because you don't know right away. Especially this day and age where everybody's got a bloody collar. <laughs> and nowadays, too, you don't always know what the colors mean. Because there's well, so right. many people that wear you know, just pretty colors. Because they're gothic or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, it's a fashion accessory. And, you're like, and there's nothing wrong with great. that. But it means you can't tell without asking. So... You have to ask. And the problem is you wouldn't know if there's a difference to ask unless someone's told you. You know, so maybe the, you know, handsome guy or pretty chick or whoever you started striking up conversation with on your first munch just happens to be friendly enough and you start flirting with them and suddenly their dominant comes through. You didn't know any better. Nobody bothered to tell you, which as far as I'm concerned is at the fault of the people around you, not just, you know. Yeah, because somebody should have clued you in. You I mean, got that's it. My thing. Yes. Like, be nice. Be nice. Don't have be the decency. We've said it before. If you're at a munch, be aware that you're at a munch. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're with someone you don't recognize, because chances are they're new. If you're not. Yes. And yes. you don't know what they don't know until they do it. You can't, you know, I'm never going to go after mm-hmm. someone because they're like, oh, why'd you talk to my submissive? You didn't know any fucking better. Unless they're it's wearing like, a neon sign plastered to their fucking forehead, I'm so-and-so's, and I don't walk around events that way. What <laughs> shit, it's weird. Right? Like, oh my god, if you it have was to weird on back. Leg. I mean, it was weird back in the day, even in a high protocol event, because you didn't fucking need to. You shouldn't have to now. If you're yeah, that I, worried about yeah. your insecurities that you need to staple your possessions, you have other problems that probably don't belong in a mm-hmm. community. We won't get into that today. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's all but 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 you're right though because and in, in all seriousness, like all, all joking and kidding aside, yeah, people forget, especially once they've been in kink for a little bit. I think they do tend to forget their newbie self. Because part of them are probably embarrassed, right? There's a lot of embarrassment, like, oh, God, I acted that way, and oh, God, I spoke that way. But then there's the other side of it where they're like, oh, I'm not that person anymore. So they, they truly actually tune out what it was like their first, I'll say, year in kink. Oh, once, yeah. Especially once they hit, like, that four or five-year mark, right? It's like that first year didn't exist. And so a lot of the callous behavior that I've seen displayed towards folks that are new are typically from that group not other newbies because like other newbies rally around each other they're like hi bestie you're new too come over they here have to <laughs> well you're right it's, it's like a little social like, cell absolutely there's something that happens like i'll say that two to five year range of experience it's like people 
They're either still in love with that new feeling in NRE that you get when you discover kink, or they've gone the complete other opposite, and they're like, no, no, I'm a fucking expert, and that's now beneath me. Like, I've seen it go both ways. And people then come out of that again, like when they hit that seven to 10 year mark, it's like their head finally comes out of their ass and their whole ass people again. And they start being not just community minded, but community engaging. Because to me, that's when you start seeing volunteers come back. People volunteer their first like year or so because they're just so excited and happy to fit in. And then they leave because life happens. You know, they start getting married, dating kinky stuff like that. And then they come back into it like that seven to 10 year mark because they're like, no, I'm committed and I can't live without this. And so like, to me, that's always been a really cool thing to watch happen when they come back because it's like, I find that group tends to be the most helpful. Oh, um, absolutely. Because they know better hmm? now. But they, they know how to it navigate out. it. Right. Well, because they had to. Absolutely. Hmm? But they also understand absolutely. what it's like to not have that. And that's why absolutely. they do it. And, you know. Hmm? I mean, I not even about public play space parties. If I had a dollar for every time I wish someone had been able to hold me by the hand when I was doing like even a high protocol event. I don't, you know, granted, that's a little different, but even that. Like, I wish people had been on hand to have an instruction method for that and. Back then, they didn't do that. I, I would love to do that kind of thing today where there's the equivalent of an instructional class or an instructional practice event. Because it doesn't learn in a vacuum, and they don't happen so often that people will pick up the experience otherwise anymore. And that's, they got to learn it somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's kind of my point, right? Like, there's... Not many play spaces will do like an etiquette 101 or like a dungeon 101. No. Because they kind of expect you to just know. I want to say, like, they, ex- <laughs> they do expect you to just know. Like, it's a very weird thing. Like, most places have like an orientation or something you go through. And orientations are great because it teaches you, you know, don't touch what's not yours and all the other basic rules. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily always teach you about how to interact with their specific space. Right. I'll give you an example. And obviously, I'm biased running a play space, but like, <laughs> like I'm so biased because I stopped doing no. orientations. Um, <laughs> did I? I wanted to, and then I was like, I am not the right person for this. Um, which, that I can understand. Hey, yeah, it's just not my bag. I'd rather interact with people when they're whole ass people. So <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> I explain it to people like gym rules, right? You're at the gym, you're working out, you're sweaty, you're fucking gross. You wipe down the equipment because you don't want to be a putz for the next person. Like, do yourself a favor, clean up after yourself, don't act like, you you know, you're feral and you live in the woods. So, dungeon's the same way. Because you're, again, you're touching equipment, spanking benches, horses, St. Andrew's crosses. You know, all of these big pieces of equipment. Wipe them down, don't be gross. The thing that I end up encountering the most... And you would think it's commonsensical because it's like this at a gym. If you see a piece of equipment that you want to use and you don't know how to use it, you can ask. Please ask. Don't just assume you know how to use it and wing it. Walk up to a staff member or a DM and say, hey, I'm not familiar with this piece of equipment. It looks cool as shit. I want to try it out. Let them give you that five-minute tour because I watched... This poor person wanted to use a spanking bench, but apparently didn't understand where center of gravity is oh, and didn't no. understand what the spanking bench was for. Um, <laughs> and decided to not only move the piece of equipment, which is a spanking bench, it's fine. That shouldn't have been a hardship. Right. Middle of a party. And this is a busy party. Picks up one end of the spanking bench and proceeds to drag it. Oh, God. Like, all the way across the room. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> this wasn't a quiet process. Like, no, I like, bet it wasn't. Yeah! I bet that like, drew everybody's attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this was, over, this was over music, you know, people playing, people fucking, like, the whole nine, right? Like, it's, it's, it was a and big And you're just hearing party. this blood-curdling shriek and, of metal. And then you're just like, Wah! well, and <laughs> insult injury for this particular space. Um, 
he just paid a shit ton of money to pour a new epoxy floor. Oh, no. So, mm-hmm, yeah. So this person gouged huge little pharaohs in, in the brand new clear coat on the epoxy. And, of course, all of the staff come running because they're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. And, and dude was totally embarrassed. He's like, oh, my God. And we're like, oh, my God, what did you just do? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm getting my shit and leaving. And we're like, don't leave. Sit down. Take a knee. <laughs> What do you need help with? I, I just wanted to stick my girlfriend and do it over here. Okay, fine. Can can we help you move the equipment? Because we prefer to pick it up for <laughs> yeah. now you know why. So we pick it up and place it for them. So it doesn't it's sound like a wounded animal. Jesus, fuck. And so then you know, they recover enough that they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's play. I'm done being embarrassed. They start playing. And it's a spanking bench. You would assume it's intuitive. But, you know, if you've never used one, it's not. Right. She thought she thought she was supposed to hang off the front with like literally like her. Okay, I'm she was female presenting, so I, I'm gonna butcher this and I apologize. That's but, quite all right. So she was laying on the spanking bench with horse like under her boobs. So like her breasts were hanging over the side with her head. Okay. Now <laughs> I understand the appeal. I understand why that was probably comfy as someone with large breasts. Like, I I get all of this. Those are not how benches work. Because, like, you figured out in kindergarten with the seesaws, <laughs> it moves. And sure enough, his first Truth. swat, she goes ass over tea kettle. And I'm just like... Yeah, I had two thoughts collide at the same time. One, DM should have caught it. Like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have gone over there and been like, whoa, 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 before you start. But then there's the petty part of me that's like, stick around, find out. Sometimes and you got to learn by doing dumb shit. this is why people make custom horses. Usually, and I will say this, the horses I like to play on are weighted kind of for this reason. Right. Plus, I play with, I play with a lot of men, so I, I play with bigger bodies. So, like, I'm a little more particular about it. No, totally. So then we give them a quick, you know, one-on-one on how to properly use a horse. And we did proceed to play and have a great night. This person is now friends with me. So, like, if they ever out themselves, I'll, I'll let them do that. But <laughs> That's but fair, I, though. Like, but he ended up getting a nickname. We called him Horse for a really long time. That's because, valid, you know, though. Yeah, that's how you earn nicknames in kink. He's Horse. Um, that's what I mean. If you don't... if Because we expect you as a new person to not know. We expect that. Right. Instant you say, hey, I'm new. This is my first time. There's a multitude of sins that we let go because we know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know until you trip on yourself and find it, right? Usually, yeah. Usually. But that's what I mean is like people will once come in into while, spaces and just not ask. Right. Well, and once that's in a while like, you oh. may get blind lucky and happen to stumble across something someone can catch you on and talk to you about mm-hmm. first. But a lot of it great. more often than not can be trial and error. It's the nature of the beast. It's why really we is. talk about all the all the things about etiquette and safety and rules and policies. Mm-hmm. It's not because we like it any more than anyone else does. It's to keep the dumb shit to enough of a minimum that no one gets hurt while they figure shit out. Because we know mm-hmm. that's going to happen. We've done it. You know, if I had a dollar for yeah. everyone I wish I could explain to, I don't care how long you've been in kink. But especially those of us that have been around the block a few times, have been to a few play spaces... I started there, too, as a dumb shit with no idea what I was doing. We all do. And when I started, no one was holding hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was a sink or swim. You got it. And that's exactly yeah, which what doesn't it was. Work. No, it doesn't. There's a reason we it's, changed that shit. Yeah, because it's such a, a just a dickish way of doing business. And like, well, and it was and, a and different, the other thing, too, is it's not standard. Like, well, you it was go, a different universe like, every club has the rules. Too. Very different universe. Oh my god, so different. You know, you couldn't mm-hmm. speak BDSM without losing your job once upon a time at that point either. So it's a very different world we're in oh, now, I mean, that too. hasn't changed. It still hasn't changed. No, but you're less likely to get fired because you found a play space these days. Relative to a bunch of things, but... Relatively speaking, yeah. Yeah. People people kind of admit, like, hey, what you do on your off times, yours, like, whatever. Right. 
there's doesn't a mean little... you don't get razzed in the office. But... No, but I just mean in the fact that the world is less concerned, so hyper-concerned with, oh, God, I'm kinky. No one can find out. Like, yeah. your mentality is different even entering event space. Not because mm-hmm. there's no anxiety, but your anxiety is for different reasons nowadays than it was then. Because you're less likely to be like, oh, God, who's going to see me coming in here and I'll never be alive again? So you say that. You say that. And I. so maybe this is just my experience working in mostly femdom spaces. That's fair. That is the exact opposite of truth. Um, fair. In the femdom spaces, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll say men because that's, you know, typically the demographic that frequents that if it's not a dominant. Um, I can't tell you how many men... They, they they call or they email and they're like, hey, so I wanted to attend this event, but like, are hoods allowed? Oh, no, absolutely. And then See, they're like, that's... yeah, because like, I don't want anybody to know who I am. Nobody gives a fuck who you are, Bob. It's fine. It's a societal you know? thing. It is. Yes, well, it and is. But, that, but that's what I'm saying is it's never gone away because that stigma is very much still there. And they're terrified of having a colleague recognize them. They're terrified of a coworker. Fam, like family in some circumstances. Well, um, I mean, you're and, absolutely correct. I just mean in the fact that, like, mentally, that societal norm is more self-inflicted than it used to be. It used to be a valid concern, a lot bigger than it is today. Nowadays, even your even your other male coworkers, most of the time, either don't give a fuck or gonna crack jokes, as opposed to once crack upon jokes. a time where there'd oh, yeah. be a huge judgment call. And I'm not saying that never happens anymore. But it happens a bit less overall versus your anxiety about it. And it's because we're still in an age where the generation of men over 25, let's say, and even then probably still a little bit for the younger, but mostly the older. Mm -hmm. That societal pressure of you have a standing, you look a certain way, your job's a certain way, all that shit that comes with toxic masculinity, which is societal, not kinky. That is still ongoing. Like, that has not, definitely not died. I will never pretend that it has. Yeah, but we I think just, it's as regional. A, it is, to I, a point. I really think it's regional, because, like, Well, that's for sure, because Florida definitely LA didn't have weird. as much of that. <laughs> that's my point, right? You go to L.A., L.A. is fucking weird. You go to New York. New York is fucking weird. There's there's oh, people fair. all over New York. Like, they're just like, yeah, whatever, just fucking do it behind closed doors, right? In L.A., they're like, fly your freak flag and be proud. You go to Minnesota, they're going to be like, eh, okay, freak uh, don't know what to do with that, uh, you know. Or if you go to like Nebraska, you know, there's a lot of these very conservative places that you do this stuff, and and you're still gonna get, you're not gonna just get side eye. I'll put it that way. Like there are absolute social ramifications once people oh, find absolutely. out what you're doing. You know, that's why. Oh God. So <laughs> in Florida. Oh boy. Swear to God. This week's episode of Florida Woman. For the I'm record, I wish to point out you're the one who brought it up this time, not me. I did. <laughs> I did. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I finally watched the entire video of the dominatrix and her two little lackeys that decided to go in front of city council in Florida. Oh, God. Okay. And like, I've never been so angry watching a video. It's rare for me to get angry. That made me angry. I bet. Because like, no bullshit only, aside, I bet. Because like not only you're fucking with my home people, like that's my home. But if you actually were trying to make meaningful change, if you actually were trying to persuade people for anything, that type of over the top theatrics is absolutely not the way to do it. Nope. Shock and awe factor does not work when you're talking about taboo topics like that. Especially nope. not in a place full of officials. And not in the fucking Bible Belt. like. Oh, especially, Jesus. yes. Oh, my now, God. Because like, <laughs> my thing is this. Had her and her friends, because we don't know how they're actually related. Right. So had her and her, the tr- we'll say the trio, had the trio approach the podium, I don't even want to say dress conservatively, but being professional. Yes. Saying, hi, my name is so-and-so. I am employed as dominatrix or adult entertainer, whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Right. I want to address the fact that I do believe that, you know, whatever your cause actually was, because I do think she was trying to argue, you know, the interest of public health, which, fair. But my thing was, 
way she went about it was so over the top theatrical that it actually turned people away. And of course it did. It was I was going to say, if anything, it was more likely to get the opposite effect of what you're shooting. 100%. For. 100%. And because I know people that are in that community and because I know people that know who that was. So I do, by proxy, know who this was. I have lost a shit ton of respect for someone. Which is really unfortunate. I never, especially with the femdom world being as small as it is already. Right. Like, I never like being that guy. My God. Who fucked up? Who fucked up so hard? Seriously. Honestly, you made the situation dangerous. I'll agree and with that's that. the part that pisses me off. Because now, not only have you turned attention to it, it's now on everybody's radar. You're not, like, because it was the same shock and awe we saw after Fifty Shades, right? Yeah, coming actually. out to terrorize the vanillas. It's it was the same fucking mentality, and this is why I do not respect it. I hate it, and I think it's stupid. Now, no, it keeps it's, the it's general juvenile. opinion about the idea on a certain wavelength because they see mm -hmm. that shit, and their first now response is not good, and it stays not good because you have colored it permanently for many people. And the reality is. A lot of those people are privately curious about BDSM and you just turn them away from it because now they're just going to do internet whatever and then probably do more dangerous shit in their home because they don't know safety. Uh -huh. Then the other flip side of it is you've demonized it for other people. Yes, exactly. That's, and in the South, that's the dangerous part because well, now you've radicalized people against something. It's there. It should be normal. I mean, the worst part is Florida is a great example because it was now granted South Florida, North Florida, like two entirely different animals and countries for oh, that yeah. matter. You know, South Florida was this weird microcosm of the King community because it was so much more open because of the nature of mm -hmm. where it was the general populace there. If they were not over 50 years old. Now I'm going to thank the gay community for that, you know, from, Orlando to Miami, for the most part, mm -hmm. I, you know, especially on the eastern side, the Treasure Coast, for the most part, you could walk into, there were BDSM stores, you mm -hmm. know, they weren't necessarily labeled as such, but they basically were Eurotique, etc. You know, mm -hmm. Fetish Factory, which is so well yeah. known, you couldn't throw a stone without finding a freaking banner or a card from them. Mm -hmm. It was loud and proud. You couldn't miss it. Right. And nobody batted an eyelash. They didn't get dezoned. They weren't suffering constant fines from the law. It was not necessarily embraced, but there was a blind eye to it because they didn't rub the wrong. They kept themselves to themselves and appreciated what they had. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you just took that in one of the biggest places for that to even exist, which is already rare enough. And you may have just painted a target on it. Because mm -hmm. all it takes is the wrong person in the right place. And that could become way harder for people who have embraced it comfortably for a while. And mm -hmm. now they won't be able to. Thanks. Well, and that's, but that's why I say I feel like it's made it dangerous for that specific area. Yeah. And it's, and it's because for the people that are not shy about what they're doing. I won't say loud and proud, but just not shy. They're now under it more scrutiny because mm -hmm. people know. And now everybody's looking at them like, oh, you do this shit. That's like, no, thanks for cheapening the whole experience. Thanks for reducing me to a meme. Well, and the worst you know part I mean? is like, things like that don't just happen in the local space. That, that event is global on mm -hmm. some level at this point. There are going to be 100%. ripples from that everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, some ripples will hurt more than others. Like, Minnesota is the kind of community because of the nature of the laws there. And I've touched on that before, so I won't get into it now. But they don't have live venues the way you have things like the local ones for you or the ones in Florida where you can just walk in. They mm -hmm. mostly don't exist because they can't. So it's not as bad in the sense of they're, you know... Other than munches and such, where, you know, they're not exactly holding up a neon sign as to what they are, they're in <laughs> private right. places, whether it's homes, warehouses, whatever. They're away from the public eye. So they're not mm -hmm. going to feel the impact as strongly. Sure. But if you have a zoning permit for anything in the lifestyle right now, 
all it takes is the wrong official who has seen that video to decide that they think that's bad. And it doesn't matter if they're in Florida or not. That's a possibility now. And that is the biggest concern, is you just painted a target yeah. on that back for anyone. Because it is not an everyday household buzzword that way. Well, and not only that, but the thing is for those, again, going back to people that are new, and learning etiquette, yes. and those people that are new and trying to decide, do I want to enter this community? Do I want to make this part of my lifestyle? Like, where am I at with this? That did damage. That caused harm. And so, like, you know, for for everybody in and around that, and again, it it is more global now because obviously shit like that goes viral because of course it does. Um, One of the things that irritates me about that is you turned away people probably would have found the lifestyle fulfilling. Turned away people that would have had a great time. And... You know, again, they're just going to be stuck to online porn and mimicking mm. what they see in porn, which is terrifying well, because it, it's not reality. And it doesn't matter if they get that way because they're terrified of getting caught now. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they got that way because they think it's not a good idea. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, you have colored an entire host of people whose anxiety is such that they haven't gone yet or have thought about it. And they may have just mm-hmm. vetoed it because of you. And that is exactly what grinds my gears about it. More than one of our, I know you have a similar one. Our biggest fucking pet peeve. I don't care what you do for your own stupidity. Do not ruin someone else's entry to kink. Exactly. That's it. That is the bottom line, probably the biggest cardinal rule for me more than any other. If you have affected somebody else's comfort in coming into the lifestyle because they're already fighting enough reasons not to, whether it's just by breathing because their anxiety is that way, their societal area, the culture, whatever it might be, you just made it harder. And that's bad. I don't care what the reason is. I don't care how noble the idea was. You fucked it up, chum. Well, and, and that's the thing, because going back to, you know, etiquette and stuff like that. Yeah. To me, it shows just a blatant lack of regard for those around you. Again, to, to go yeah. to any place dressed up, I'm going to call it costume, dressed up in costume That's with latex fair. and all of that, a setting where it is not appropriate, it's to me not acceptable. You're now pushing your kink onto people non-consensually. Now, all of those videos of people on all fours being walked through the supermarket and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I understand the fantasy of it. I understand why it's Oh, absolutely. Hot. I get it. But there's but a reason it's, it's fantasy. No. It's to, well, there's a reason it's fantasy, but, but number two, to me, the reason why it's not acceptable is because people who are casually observing you in that regard are not consenting, number one. Right. And our culture is not of such. That's no. normalized. You're doing it specifically because you're an exhibitionist and the shock factor. That's all. You're just trying to shock people. Well, that's that's, selfish. Across the board, that's selfish because you're not thinking about anyone else in that moment at all. Not even the person who's with you if you have someone with you. If you're not the only one, quote unquote, in costume. It's it's still not even with them. It's still about you because you didn't think one iota about anyone else in that moment. You are feeding yourself. At the cost of Everyone a else. lot. And I always, I've always thought that way. Even with my freaking, even with my old household. Like, I never went mm-hmm. out in patches to the grocery store. Even in Florida. Because I did not mm-hmm. want that association to be taken wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I represented something that mattered to me. And it was not just mm-hmm. me. It was a great deal of people. Not just my household. Anyone in the area who went to those events, who enjoyed that camaraderie, that intimacy, all the things that we enjoy about being kinky and being in the lifestyle. Those Mm -hmm. fabrics are fabrics because they're woven of many different people from many different places and experiences. Mm -hmm. And the moment you go out in any kind of notable, identifiable form as that, 
-hmm. you are painting a picture to anyone who can see you about all of you. And you have to think about it that way when you step outside. You have to. Because whether you like it or not, everyone else is. Because if you're not socially conscious, then I think that's when the damage happens. Right. Because people get careless. Yeah, they absolutely do. And I realize people make mistakes. I do. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I am the first person to understand shit happens. People make boo-boos, as it were. But I know for a fact if you're new, the last thing on your mind is, I'm going to walk outside in latex. Because your paranoia and anxiety is still so strong that mm-hmm. you are not going to make that mistake for yourself. It never happens to someone who's new. No, <laughs> and the problem is people like that dominatrix, and not just her, but the other people who were with her. It wasn't just her. I'm not singling out a single individual for that event. It's everybody who was there. Yep, you got it. All of them mm-hmm. are equally reprehensibly responsible. Because none of them thought this was a bad idea. I know. Okay. I think think that's what kills me. Like you have three different, what should have been intelligent minds. And I realize that's conjectural and we won't get into that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I would like to give the credit that if you're kinky, you have a certain degree of intellect. My mistake. None of you double checked yourselves. Mm hmm. Three, you know, for lack of a better description, I'll use tabletop rules. All three of you rolled critical fucking failures in a row. How the fuck? That's like playing the lottery and expecting all three to come up exact winners. It's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. How did the logic escape you that none of you thought that there would remotely be a concern that this was a bad move for anyone, not just yourselves, but especially for yourselves too. It wasn't worth it. I don't think it is. The payoff is never worth it. Well, it definitely wasn't. (laughs) So it just proved it right. That's the worst part is you didn't actually accomplish anything. What you did accomplish, you didn't want. Yep. There was more harm than good. And like I said, I lost a lot of respect for some folks over that, especially for the people that are supporting her. I don't now. I don't want to see her livelihood ruined or anything like that. Like, I don't think it's that severe. No, it's not that I wish ill upon her house or, you know, dishonor upon your cow. Like nothing like that. I just think she was dumb. Right. My problem is that it's not just them that's paying for it, but I don't wish them like to catch fire or anything like that. Like, it's not like that. (laughs) Right. Right. May I hope that they stub their toes for the rest of their day? Sure. But I don't wish like proper ill upon them. No. Because at the end of the the day, that's. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. ADD kicked. Oh, no. Go for it. So the best slight that I have, (laughs) a friend of mine used it recently. He's like, I wish that person gets gout. Ooh. I was like, that's wow, I think I'm going to start using that now. I wish, like, pox be upon you. No, I hope you get gout. No. Do I Do I dislike her that much? No. No. I, I mean, I hope that she understands what she created. I hope somebody she actually respects sits her down to say, listen, <laughs> why Why did you do this? But, but yeah, like, I mean, talk, this to me, like, that's a prime exploration of etiquette right there see and you just you just kicked mine and now i'm going back to old like irish wives tales like may your potatoes grow corns the size of a cornfield like (laughs) just moving on before it gets worse but but no it is about etiquette at the end of the day and none of them had it none like, that's, and that's what and I mean. nobody it's, it's, even I'm... checked themselves in that moment. <laughs> like, okay, I understand one person doing it. I, I, whether I like it or not, I can at least understand the logic that might have gone into somebody thinking this was a good idea. However dumb. Mm-hmm. It happens. We know it happens. We're not even going to delve into that psychology. Someone made the decision that this was a smart move. How is it all three of you did and nobody thought to look at the other two like, are you sure we should do this? Seriously. 
how is this not a discussion like that went beyond the scope of let's do this? Yar. Because there's no way you got to that stand if you had had that moment. Because mm-hmm. at least one of you either would have bailed out or went in plain clothes anyway. You know, I I come back to an example, and not everybody understands this, probably because it's an older example now. But, you know, back in the end of the 80s, we had D. Snyder. You know, and those that know him anymore at all would know him as Twisted Sister, the dude with the blonde hair and the makeup and all that fancy shit. If they even know who he is. And that's okay. It's not important for this. D. Snyder was the lead of a major metal band back at the turn of the 80s. A huge one. And when Tipper Gore pushed the parental advisory thing where they were putting labels on Mm -hmm. records and getting them stop sales because a lot of stores wouldn't carry them. So it was hurting the sales of a lot of genres just by proxy of having that little label on it. He went to bat at Congress. Mm -hmm. Now, he didn't show up in full makeup like he was going to a show. He was clean cut as much as his hair allowed. And, you know, he had this giant ass fucking braid because he had a lot of hair and he didn't cut it for this. Kudos to him for going for it. But he showed up in a suit, plain clothed, no makeup and brought his A game. And he got somewhere. But he got somewhere because he treated them with the professionalism he knew they needed, despite who he was. And he has, for the rest of his life, I don't honestly know if he's still alive or not. I haven't looked, so forgive me if anybody's keeping track. He spent the rest of his known life, and has, if he's still breathing, fighting for those rights for the music industry. Mm -hmm. At the cost of himself. Because it was that important to him. But he did it the right way. He recognized that in order for this to work, I couldn't come at them like me. I had to come at them like them. As it were. And walking into an event space isn't very different for turning it back around on the original point. Don't go in. You know, and if, you know, I realize that that requires you to have coached yourself to get inside or someone to coach you inside in the first place. But the moment you get inside, you know you're in a space that isn't yours, for lack of a better way to put it at first. Because you're new. You don't know anything yet. You're still figuring out what's what and who's wearing what and why. And, (laughs) you know, some of it's sexy. Some of it's you're not sure yet. All of it's amazing. You know, colors, lights, intense, overwhelming. But you go as a person waiting to be filled. Mm -hmm. And I think we lose some of that as we spend time at those events. And I think we shouldn't. I Not that, you know, it's not even about losing the wonder, quote unquote. It's remembering that we all start there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you truly plan to enjoy kink, you know, almost 30 years later, cough, cough. You have to keep that. On some level, you have to keep the wonder of this is new. These people are new. I don't know that person yet. I haven't seen that kink that way yet. Even if it's as simple as I've been to a thousand knife demos and at least half of them may have been garbage, but some of them might have been amazing in a way I'm not familiar with and I want to know more. That still works the same way as it did when I started on my first bunch. Absolutely. And it should. It should never be lost. And that mentality, specifically, the mentality should never be lost of open-minded, mouth shut, ears open. Well, and, and that's Not just key, for right? a new person, but for the experienced people, too, who are working with people in and out of that universe. Because you don't know who you're dealing with until you do. You know, and the other side of that, I think experienced people forget working in the etiquette of a play space. The guy who just walked in might be the cop giving you a ticket tomorrow. You might end up having a bad experience if you treated him like shit the night before and he didn't deserve it. Eh, I don't care so much about that. I mean, I mean, I know that's more semantical. First responders and kink, like, eh. well, it's not so much the first responder part as you don't know who you're dealing with until you do. It's the same on both sides of that. That's all. That's all I meant by See, that. My, my, th- my thing would be just 
be a douchebag human. Yeah, it really just you know yeah. people need to have perspective. Just don't be a douchebag human. You know, that's accurate all across the board. Thinking. I mean, because not everybody's forward thinking. They're not going to be. Not everybody has a sense of object permanence the same way that that we do, and not not everybody is looking at. Oh my God, I might run into this person again. I I think at the end of the day, it should come down to don't be a shitty human. Right. Treat people with respect, and appreciate that you don't know what's going on in that person's life. So be kind. You know, does all shitty behavior get a pass? No. But, you know, just try to be realistic about it. And I think, like with etiquette, I'm actually, shameless plug, so I'm actually doing a <laughs> class on protocol. And and that was kind of the other thing I wanted to, to bring up, was the difference between protocol and etiquette. Oh, yes. Because, Absolutely. Because people don't understand that they're separate. Right. People don't understand how they're used. So to me, etiquette, again, my opinion, <laughs> etiquette is social expectations being polite being nice and how you go about doing that and conveying that to those around you protocols are another layer in addition to that that may not always be visible but it's a higher level of behavior modification. Yes. etiquette I... is not behavior modification protocol is 100% agree with that Absolutely. So and so and I say that because there's a lot of people that think, okay, you guys are talking about etiquettes in a munch, etiquettes in a play space, and you'll see them say the protocols for our event are. It's like <laughs> semantics, but they matter. No, they do. They absolutely you know? do, especially in a kink community, mm -hmm. because there is mm -hmm. a difference. We refer to so. protocols specifically, both high and low. So it does matter. And so I just want to make it clear that we are discussing etiquettes. Yes. Not protocols. No, um, protocol is an entirely different episode that will have its own space for a reason. I'm really excited about that one, actually. I am, too. Yeah. I, I seriously I'm, think I'm about bringing that one up excited. probably on the next round because I think we're due. It's one of the few yeah. 101s we haven't covered, and I think it's one we really need to devote some time to down i'm down let's do this hell yes hell yes but, <laughs> but yeah so but but yeah so i want to make that distinction clear because when we're talking about protocols and don't get me wrong there are play spaces that do have protocols right i've been in like but typically they're event specific not space specific yes so a space you know again rules don't be a douchebag don't touch what's not yours don't steal people's shit please don't pee on the walls like normal stuff things that you would make sense of yes absolutely right. The protocols would be like a themed event where it's um, CNFM, you know, clothed male, naked female, where you're, or clothed, you know, clothed female, naked male, right, because I'm famed on, um, where, you know, if you are, you know, any type of expression of woman, you are expected to be in submissive mode and expected to follow a specific dress code. That would be a protocol. What we're talking about is how people are interacting without that layer of, I would say, power exchange. I was going to say, are yeah. Power exchange out of that equation when you're talking about etiquette. There Rules is no power. Regardless exchange. of your kink. Yes. <laughs> and regardless of your dynamics. Right. Right. Because, because the other thing, too, is, and I know I mentioned it in the last episode, you walk into a play space. <laughs> Another pet peeve. You walk into a play space and you, you meet the person at the door and you have to show your ID. Most places make you fill out a waiver saying that, listen, I know I'm in a place where people can get hurt. No, I'm not going to sue you because I did this consensually. I'm not going to be a witness to something travesty or call the cops. Yeah. Whatever. Et cetera. The safety maneuvers. The, the safety important. stuff, yeah. Yeah. So my biggest pet peeve, though, is when you have a dominant walk in and they hand that form to their submissive and say, fill this uh... out for me. Yeah. Listen, I am yeah. not in a dynamic with your submissive. I am or in a you. dynamic with you. Well, no, well, that's not true. No, you have a point. I am you in have a, a point. That's, that's where I'm going with this. Fair. I am in a dynamic with you because I am the one running the space. You have entered my space. That's fair. There is a power Absolutely. dynamic there. You know, it's one that people don't like to acknowledge. But 
there is there is you know a level of authority so to speak right no but you're absolutely right but i'm but you have to consent to the space rules not and you're submissive also but separate of each other mm -hmm. so for you to turn around and hand the clipboard to your sub and be like here fill this out for me and a my friend <laughs> you can do that in the parking lot I mean, and I've had and I've had dominants get shitty with me about that because they're like, no, this is what my submissive does. That's our protocol. I'm not in your dynamic. I don't give a shit about your protocol. This is my environment. Yeah. And that's and that's what I've had to point out is you are entering my dynamic now yeah. because it's the space that I'm running. No, absolutely. So, you no, know, you need to consent to this. What you do past here, I be free. You now have your make make her lick your boots, make her wipe your ass. I don't give three fucks. <laughs> you still got to sign this waiver. Once you sign the waiver, make her carry your toy bag, make her come get you a name tag. I don't give a fuck. Caveat emptor. Have a great time. But you're signing this shit exactly. first yourself, you whether you like to it sign or not. This yourself. Because I need, I mean, because at the end, you're certifying that you read it. Right. So now if you choose not to read it and just blanket sign it, that's, that's your own you. ass. Yep. But you're going to sign it with your own hands. I'm not going to let your submissive forge your signature. I've seen that no. before, too. I've actually booted someone from the club for that. No, I've I've seen my share of that over the years. I, yeah, I know exactly trash. what you mean. It's just no excuse for that. There's not. It's also trash behavior because right. going back to etiquette, trash behavior part of it is you are now forcing that onto those around you. And you're now, in my opinion, placing your needs for protocol and things like that over the safety of the community around you. Yes. And that reverts back to that's a dick move. Oh God, yes. And so, like, so that's and so and that's why I say that is to just further distinguish between etiquette and protocol. I use that example mm -hmm. because that may be their relationship dynamic, that may be their protocols within their interactions. You're now engaging. I was going to say, people. yeah, you're engaging a communal space, mm -hmm. not your home. It, so it's, it's something different. we actually we did touch upon that with the last one. You know, I said something along those lines because that's also a pet peeve of mine is at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's not your fucking house. It's somebody else's act like it. You're a fucking grown up or at least expected to act like one. Whether you were raised right or not, any of that, I don't give a shit. That's semantics we're not going to cover here. You know, you know what you are or not. But you're expected to put your fucking big people pants on and be a grown up when you leave your house. You are not in your fucking house. Yeah. You're in a house That's full a of strangers. Act like it. <laughs> Nobody is going to let you wipe your nose and leave it on the couch. No one's going <clears> to <throat> do your dirty fucking dishes. No one's taking away your laundry. <laughs> do it yourself, asshole. And if you can't figure <laughs> out how to do that, stay the fuck home. Because this yeah. isn't your personal slave space. You have that. Well, this ain't it. And if you can't but figure that out before you leave the building, you should have. Yeah. And but yeah, it is about being community. community. Absolutely. That's how I view it. Because to me, when people behave that way, they're showing a complete blatant disregard for community. And exactly. then it makes me wonder, then why did you come out in public? No, exactly that. That right? is 100%. Like, it. So you're basically telling me you're using whatever space it is for the furniture and the rest of it be damned. Then do no. it yourself is, at home. That's awkward. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is they probably, that's what I'm saying is they're coming for, for the actual equipment at that point because they don't have it at home. Either that or they're just that exhibitionistic. Well, I kind of look at that the same way I do going to the gym or anything else, though. You don't go to the supermarket and lick the shelves. Oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's a bit outlandish and a really out there example, but you know what I mean. And I'm using an extreme one for a reason. Because you don't do that. They're not your shelves. So if you don't do that at the grocery store, you don't do that in a communal space. Yeah. If you really want to lick your shelves that badly, use your own damn shelves or mm -hmm. accept the fact that they're not yours. There is no in-between. You don't go to the grocery store and walk out with the cart because it's yours. No, they usually frown on that. And in some places, we'll get the cops involved. Because <laughs> it's not yours. If you don't understand theft by the time you're 18 plus... Someone failed you, but that isn't my job. I'm not your daddy. In any sense of the word, just so we're clear. Kinky or otherwise, someone should have taught you better. But it's not my job to do so. You still pay the price for your stupidity.
you're supposed to be a grown-up. It is not your space. It's everyone's space, and you should act like it. Because everyone else is there, too. And they all need that space. We all do. Because community doesn't exist without everyone in it. As we say countless times all over the place. Bring your brain to communal spaces with a community intact. Specifically more so for the veterans than even the new people. Because you don't have an excuse. You're going, whether it's for the people, maybe you have a regular play partner that you see once a month. I don't care what the reason is. You're going there for reasons. The furniture you don't have at home. It means you're using the communal space, which means you're part of the community. Act like it. And I know it sounds simple because it should be that simple. Agreed. Got a truth for that. You know, I would happily have a dungeon in my basement everywhere I live automatically like magic. But you know what? Magic doesn't exist and I'm not Harry Potter. Ugh. Don't want to be. No, that's too much work anyway. Um, <laughs> it's more, I just hate saying that name anymore because of who it's associated with. Oh, well, with that's, I won't get into that today, but that's an, yeah, that too. <laughs> Ew. That's a she who shall not it. be named. Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so on that note, um, trying to think, trying to make sure we covered our bases. I mean, we talked about munches and sloshes and dungeons. Oh and, my! Yeah, right. No, that's accurate. What are there? Um, no, I think we covered most of the things that really matter. The only thing I would really wrap with is specifically for new people who are listening to this and thinking about munches and whatnot and trying to get the courage up to go. The thing that we said at the beginning of this particular podcast, but it, it applies across the board universally. If you're not sure, reach out. And I know how hard that is. I realize what I'm asking isn't easy. I promise. I know that for some of you, it's like the biggest mountain of the worst. But mm -hmm. it is the most important one, and it will save you so many molehills later. I swear to you, as long as I live. <laughs> reach out to someone, even if it's a event, an event organizer a moderator in your area, even someone who runs a server in your local space. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't look like a complete douchebag to you and you're not sure what to do for yourself, reach out and say, hey, so I'm new and I'm not sure what to do next. I promise mm -hmm. you if they're a halfway decent human being and part of the community, they will help you. Because they yeah. want you to be comfortable too. I promise. Because mm -hmm. trust me, we want you to be part of the community, not away from it. Because the mm -hmm. community does not live without people coming in it like you. That's very true. And I want very, your journey to be as spectacular as mine has been. Absolutely do. Absolutely. And if you're not sure where to look, call me. I'll help. I mean, I'm call half. Me. I mean, I'm half joking, but I'm sincerely not. If you really don't know where else to turn, and for some reason I'm someone you feel comfortable enough reaching out for, you can get a hold of me on Darker Facebook, and I will answer you. <laughs> Especially if it's to help you find your journey in a heartbeat. I don't care where you live. Because the goal is the same. Mm -hmm. No, I can't walk you through the door of a slosh in your area if you live like around the world. But I can help you find the people that will. And I will. In a heartbeat. If it will help you get where you're going. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that, I, f I don't really have anything else I can add. No, I, I mean, I think I think we covered it pretty good. I think, um, I think it makes sense. No? I think so. Yeah. So for today. I mean, people know how to find us at this point. I mean, God, I hope so. But heaven forbid they don't. You can still yeah. find us on the darker Facebooks. Um, <laughs> the you can find me on Discord literally with this hashtag because, you mm -hmm. know, Dart taxes me across the board almost everywhere I go. So. For those that want to reach out, have questions, want to ask questions about kink in general, any of the above, reach out. I will always answer. Promise. And same. Like, I mean, obviously, we like answering questions and giving our perspectives, but um, do this to help people. So if there's, yeah, even if it's a question you're too embarrassed to ask, like in front of the group, like, you know, yeah, on the chalkboard and stuff like <laughs> that, absolutely DM one of us so that we can help. And yeah, I will, not only do I have discretion, I assure you there is nothing you're going to tell me that I'm going to look at you and think you're weird. 
I assure you, I have no. probably seen more than you have at this point. Um, whether I want to or not. I may laugh, but it's never at someone. No, and if anything, I'll have an interesting anecdote because I've seen some shit before. I will never, ever make you feel uncomfortable for having it, because you know what? Your kinks are valid. And I mean Absolutely. So. I think that's the end of this one. Everybody listening, thank you for coming. Whether it's here in the server, those that'll be listening later when we upload. Thank you for making this a reason and a reality, because that is why we do this. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.